Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 4, Gnana Karma Sanyasa Yoga, Yoga of Renunciation of Action in Knowledge. So far, we have seen that chapter 2 defined what yoga is and then told Arjuna that yoga guru karmani. You perform actions rooted in yoga and then Bhagwan defined what yoga is. Samattam yoga uchyate. Equanimity is yoga. That was the simple but very powerful definition Bhagavan gives it. Samattam yoga uchyate. Equanimity of mind is yoga. If your mind is balanced in all situations, whether conducive or unconducive, Bhagavan said that's yoga. But then how do I translate that into my daily life? So Bhagavan said, yoga karmasu kaushalam. Dexterity in your actions is yoga. If you are performing action without any anxiety, then obviously there will be effective actions. And if this anxiety about the fruits of actions is not there, then your actions will be effective. And Bhagavan said that's the sign of you being established in yoga. Then Bhagavan dedicated chapter 3 for defining karma yoga. So we have seen in chapter 3 what karma yoga is. Karmas are binding because they are bound by the law of causation. It is bound by the law of cause and effect. That if I perform an action, that will be the cause and there will be effect which will be a reaction from the world. And I will be bound by that reaction. How do I mitigate that causation is karma yoga. So chapter 3, Bhagavan dedicated to define what karma yoga is. And in a simple term in verse 9, he said, Yagnarthat karmano anyatra loko ayam karma bandhanaha. Any action which is not performed for yagna is binding in this world. So the simple definition of karma yoga is, when I perform action for yagna, then it is karma yoga. And we have then defined yagna. Yagna is any action which is performed for the greater good is yagna. Any action which is performed for myself is gain is binding action karma. Any action which is performed for the greater good is yagna. Yagnarthat karmano anyatra loko ayam karma bandhanaha. Any action which is performed for the selfish motives. If I am at the center of the result, it is for me, then it's a selfish motive. And therefore Bhagavan said, you're bound by that action. Whatever the reaction comes from the world of your action, you're bound by that. You have to enjoy it or suffer it. But if it is performed for the greater good, then you are not bound by it. You perform an action and your story ends there. Whatever results come out, the world will suffer or enjoy. So we have defined Karma Yoga in chapter 3. Chapter 4 is now centered on the word Yagna. 
So, in chapter 3, we have learned what Karma Yoga is, is to perform actions in the spirit of Yajna, but what Yajna is, is now defined in chapter 4. And then chapter 5 will take that a step further in what Sannyasa is. This chapter is labeled Renunciation of Action in Knowledge. So, I am now renouncing my actions and not mine by thorough understanding that I am not the doer. In other words, I am not capable of doing anything unless I am enabled by all others. All others in this world have to do so many things for me to do even a smallest act of drinking tea. When I come to understand that I am not the soul in charge of my action, then my ego will diminish. And then I will come to understand that ego actually have no real part. It's the consciousness which is enabling the ego to perform action. So, Bhagavan said, that will be, I am now renouncing my action in knowledge, but when I renounce my actions completely, I become a sannyasa. When I have no sense of agency, then I am a sannyasa. So, this concept of Karma Yoga is defined in three chapters. First, define Karma Yoga, then what is Yagna, and then we will learn what is sannyasa. So far, in chapter 4, we have learned what is action, what is inaction. One who sees inaction in action and action in inaction, he is the person who sees things as they are. There are times when I am acting, but it's of no consequences, it's an inaction. There are times I am not acting, there are great consequences of me being not acting, and that's a great action. We have seen last time that Mitch McConnell not bringing whatever legislation on the floor is inaction, but it's the greatest action he performed by not doing anything. So similarly, there are times we don't do anything. If we don't perform our duties and inaction, but that's a great action performed by us, which will have the consequences. So you'll learn what is inaction and action. The one who sees through inaction and action, he knows what actions are. And then we have seen the characteristics of a sage. We have seen similar characteristics in chapter 2 in Thitta Pragna Lakshana. The last section of chapter 2 defined what a man of perfect wisdom is. So, the last verse we have seen, Yadruchalabha Santushtaha Dvandvatitaha Vimatsaraha Samaha Siddhav Asiddhavcha who does not get bound by the action? A man of perfect wisdom. What is perfect wisdom? What is action and what is inaction? One who has learned this art of action, such a person, from our perspective, he is acting feverishly. Swami Chinmananda was the most dynamic person I knew. He was acting all the time, but none of his actions ever bound him. Because samasiddhi asiddhaucha, same in success and failure. You take a project and you have great goals, sometimes you succeed and sometimes you don't. But if you don't take the success and failure to your heart, then you are a yogi. But therefore, those actions do not bind you. Yadrucha labha santushta. He is happy with whatever comes naturally. I perform my actions, that's my right. What comes to me, I accept as prasada. I do not question why me and why not me. I perform action, I am not getting result, other people are not doing anything but getting all the credits. 
But once in one who does not think in those terms, he is happy yadrucha labha santushta. He gets whatever without any anxiety. He is happy with that. Dvandvatitaha is beyond the pairs of opposites. In other words, he is not affected by the pairs of opposites. Pairs of opposites are very much in this world. There are days which are cold and there are days which will be very hot. But if I know how to deal with both of them, then I am a happy person. We Vimatsaraha, he is free of envy. How do I compare myself whether I am successful or not? By comparing myself to others. If I see others are not as successful as I am, then I consider myself successful. But I think I am not as successful as others, then I consider myself a failure. That's how we judge ourselves. Our gauge is not inside, our gauge is outside. Am I tall or short? I don't judge by my own height. I judge by others' height. Other people are taller than me, therefore I am short. Other people are shorter than me, then I am tall. That yardstick, when we change who I am, Bhagavan said, we matsara, there is no envy. Everybody is who that person is. Such a person, samasiddhava siddhava, krutvapi na nibadhyate, he does not get bound. So we have seen the definition of perfect person. And the verse 23 really ties all that together in half a line what a person of perfect wisdom is. Gata sangasya, whose attachment is gone, devoid of attachment. That's the first quality of a sage. That he has no attachment to anything. He lives in the present environment. In India, in Egypt, in Iran, wherever I find myself, I find myself comfortable. Bhagavan said that's because no attachment. Gata Sangasi, devoid of attachment. In any situation, if I feel comfortable, that means devoid of attachment. Muktasya. This liberation only comes if I have no attachment. One who has no attachment is always free. We are bound by our own attachments. The bondage which I feel in this world is my own creation. I myself decided that I am attached to my family, my children, my profession, my possessions. I am bound by them. I feel myself incomplete without them. I have bound myself and only I have the capability to liberate myself. When I liberate myself from these attachments, I avoid these attachments, muktasya, he becomes mukta, liberated. But this is only possible if a jnana avasthita chetasaha, whose mind, whose chetana, whose chitta is established in knowledge. Knowledge about who I am and who I am not. If I know my true self, that I am not this body, mind and intellect, the limited being. This body, mind, intellect are my equipment. But I am something other than this. All the attachments of the body, all the likes and dislikes of the body, of the mind, of the intellect, belong to them only and not to me, the self. Gnana avasthita chetasaha. Such a person will be devoid of attachment, because his devoid attachment, he will be liberated. So what is important is the knowledge. Knowledge about your own self. So I may get this glimpse of my true self in meditation, but it's not going to last 
forever. I'll come back to my day-to-day life, not to work in this world. And Bhagavan said, Yagnaya acharataha karma samagram praviliyate. Then I'll still be working in this world, but for yagnaya. Going back to the verse in chapter 3, Yagnathat karmanu anyatra lokoyam karma bandhana. Now that I have no attachment, I will be working but only for the yagna, for the purpose of helping the community, helping the society, helping everyone around me, that's yagna. All his karma will be dissolved. In other words, there is no after effect, there is no rebound effect, there is no cause and effect relationship to his actions. He is not performing for himself. The next verse defines what yagna is. Brahmarpanam Brahmahavihi Brahmagnau Brahmanahutam Brahma Evatena Gantavyam Brahma Karma Samadhinaha We have seen that everything in this world, if it is manifestation of the same entity, the Brahman, then obviously you and I cannot be any different from Brahman himself, itself, herself. Brahman is the reality. Everything else is just a projection on the Brahman. I cannot be different from my own Lord because if the God created this universe out of his own self, there is nothing in the universe which is other than Bhagawan, God, Ishwara, Brahman. Therefore, he says, any action that liberated sage of perfect wisdom performed, he sees that it's happening in the Brahman, by the Brahman, in the self, by the self. Very famous metaphor of yagna used here to explain yagna. In the Vedic time, the yagna was very central ritual. So in that central ritual, you have fire invoked, a deity is invoked, and something is offered to the deity through that fire, in the fire, by the devotee. So Brahma Arpanam, Brahman is the instrument of offering, the ladle, which is used in the yagna to pour the ghee. The ladle itself is nothing but Brahman alone. It is the manifestation of the same reality. So Brahma Arpanam, the means to act is Brahman. In my case, the means to act is my body, my organs of actions. They are nothing but the manifestation or the representation of Brahman only. Brahma Havihi, what I'm offering in that fire, what I'm offering is my efforts, performing actions. That's only enabled by Brahman only. So Brahma Havihi, the instrument is Brahman, what is offered is also Brahman. Brahma Agnav, in the fire of Brahman. So in my case, the body which enables me to act in this world is expression of Brahman. My Efforts to act in this world is also Brahman. The field of action in which I am putting my efforts is also Brahman. Brahmevatenagantavyam, my efforts in this world are going to Brahman only. Very commonly people say Krishnarpanam, everything is offered to Krishna. Brahmarpanam, everything I do is offered to Brahman. The means is Brahman. The actor is Brahman and the deity is Brahman too. Brahmevitanath, it is going to Brahman alone. 
no matter who i offered when i put my efforts in my profession for my society for my family all those are going to the same entity brahman brahma karma samadhinaha and the person who is absorbed in the action my ego which says i am the actor i am putting all these efforts so that also is nothing but brahman alone there is nothing other than brahman it is like my dream if i am working very hard in my dream to hunt a lion the hunter and the hunted both are nothing but me my own thoughts in this world i'm putting efforts i think i'm putting the efforts and the world is reacting the world is also brahman i am also brahman my efforts are brahman other than brahman nothing exists bhagwan said so yagna is defined everything you do is yagna you don't have to have a particular ritual to perform yagna whatever you do is yagna the next few verses define various ways you can perform yagna so the next verse is devam eva apare yagnam yoginah pariyupasate sam yogis perform deva yagna the techniques are now defined so one is deva yagna ye offering to devas obviously there is traditional definition of deva is there is a god and then all other devas but the definition which we have seen in our discussion is the deva is my sense perception deva to illuminate that which illuminates my world is a deva in my own self there are five devas my five sense organs of perception those organs illuminate my world my world of sight is there because i can see my world of my sound is there because i can hear my world of touch is there because i feel touch of taste and smell all these five senses create my world video is better than audio the audio is only one sense perception video is two sense perception we hear and also see the bhagwan said some yogis offer all those sense perceptions to devas they see that objects are offering themselves to the devas of myself and he sees that the same brahman as the world is offering itself to the devas which is nothing but brahman my own perception he constantly sees this oneness in that activity and that's called deva yagna he is acting in this world by seeing the activity happening between the devas in me and the world of objects outside which is nothing but the expression of the same reality brahma agnau apare yagnam yagne neva upajhuvati but the others perform the brahma yagna the offering the self to the self offering my own ego when i when i dissolve my own ego i am nothing but the expression of the lord and now the lord is just functioning through me that bhagwan says this brahma yagna some perform this brahma yagna by dissolving their ego into the greater self and then working in this world is nothing but the instrument of the lord that this brahma yagna so these are various techniques one can employ while working in this world mentally 
no performance of a physical yagna is required but every action which i perform either i can perform as a deva yagna or i perform as a brahma yagna but i keep myself out of it that i am not the actor actions are happening in the brahman by the brahman through brahman with that we'll stop right here if you find this podcast helpful please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shantihi 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 hari yo shri gurubhyo namaha hari yo